I'm amazed how many people own stocks. Welcome to the Playing Footsie Podcast. My name's Paul, and each episode, me and the lads get together to talk about the stocks, stock market news, and finance in general. Quick disclaimer, you shouldn't consider anything in this podcast as personal financial advice. If you need such advice, go to a financial advisor. And please remember, when investing in any form, your capital is at risk. So sit back, relax, and let the lads fill you in with all the stock market news of the week. The sucker's going up. Whenever you're ready, Paul. Oh, sorry, are we recording? Oh, sorry, I'm, I was just, I'm looking at loads of, uh, loads of stock information. Uh, welcome back, everyone, to the Playing Footsie Midweek Footsie podcast, where we, instead of the normal podcast, which comes out on a Sunday morning, we, it looks like I've just woken up, uh, we uh, answer one of your questions. That was me. This is the hair that you get from uh, thinking too hard for 10 minutes while uh, the Steve's put a stock on top of you. All right. So today uh, it's um, he's just messaged me on Instagram. Actually, this guy uh, it's uh, what's he on Instagram? Let me just find him. Uh, anonymous for now. He calls himself. Yeah, he calls himself anonymous for now on uh, Instagram. Um, but he's just messaged me about uh, uh a story that I put on Instagram. Uh, the Rules of Money uh, has a question for us. He says he really likes the the, the podcast and he loves what we uh, we talked about on Bonds last week. Um, go listen to that podcast if you uh, are interested in Bonds. We did about an hour just off the top of our heads of Bonds, which was absolutely crazy. Um, but this week he asks which platform, and by the way, he asked this on Instagram by the looks of things as well, uh, which platforms did you use to learn about the fundamentals of investing and are there any courses that you'd recommend? Uh, interesting one, and it's quite hard to decipher what we mean by platforms here, uh, but I think that's quite broad. And even the term fundamentals as well would be a nice uh, thing to, to focus on there as well. But guys, uh, the floor goes over to you. What platforms did you learn about the fundamentals of investing with? I think when I think about what the fundamentals of investing are, rather than any particular bits about sort of style or what sectors to look at or how the kind of macroeconomic picture fits together, any of those kind of details aside, I think I've learned pretty much everything about investing at its core uh, from listening to Berkshire Hathaway and your shareholder meetings or Warren Buffett interviews one way or another. Um, Buffett says he wants to be remembered as an educator uh, more than a great investor. Um, I suppose time will tell. And I think his stuff takes a fair bit of kind of listening to. But uh, I think listening to that is where I've learned that the investing effectively just comes down to a straightforward. Here's a thing I'm going to kind of buy and here's the cash it's going to produce for me. And everything else is either noise or just ways of trying to get to those sorts of numbers uh, because stocks are different to bonds they don't have the amount they're going to return printed on them in a certain way and your job when you try and figure out things about uh what is the macro environment going to look like and how much copper does it take to put uh, into an ev and so on are just ways of trying to work out how much cash is that going to mean um because when i thought about investing early on i kind of got started with some thoughts that said well look it's pretty obvious that certain companies are gonna grow it's pretty obvious to me that in sort of two years time the company then known as Facebook is going to be bigger than it is now in terms of uh, earnings and so on. And the same is true of Google, but but that's not an investing insight. Everyone knows that. Um, we have this idea that some stuff is in some sense priced in uh, one way or another. Uh, and the question then for me became, 
well, what is priced in? Uh, there's a certain amount priced in, but growth forever isn't priced in. Uh, there's a sense in which it could be cheaper, sense in which it could be expensive. And helping me to figure out what I'm kind of doing and that sort of thing, which is how I think about investing, basically just working out how much cash this is going to produce and how much is it priced to produce and then looking for a difference between them. Uh, the Berkshire Hathaway annual shareholder meetings are where I learn this stuff and where I go back to when I think, Stop overcomplicating everything. Just get back to the why we started on this sort of thing for the moment and where we're going as investors for the time being. I like that. Uh, keeping it simple is a big thing for me recently as I've delved too deep into certain stocks. I know you need to know a lot about uh, different companies, but I, I think sometimes the simplest answer is just uh going to make you the most money and a lot of people found that in 2020 and 2021 didn't they uh, it was very simple it's getting a bit harder now but i think ultimately if we come back to cash flow and we come back to figuring out how much this company is going to deliver back to you in the long term but i i i i like that i like the keeping it simple part that was the bit i i kind of got out of there what about you steve so i mean Back in 2008, when the crisis hit, my, my dad was a bit of a trend spotter, really. He straight away said that nobody's going to let these banks fail. They're trending for, like, pennies. Let, let's go buy some. And he was right, uh, to a degree. Uh, they did obviously rebound slowly, and um, and that was really where I got my sort of interest in stocks. But uh, as much as I'd love to tell you that my dad's this great investor, he's not. He just got lucky with a guess. <laughs> Um, so I didn't really learn anything from him. He was, uh, he was an accountant for a long time. Um, so he taught me the basics of looking at, um, looking at financial statements and, and I did a year of accounting at university as well. So, um, I, I know a little bit about, um, about balance sheet and cash flow statements. So, um, I, I do find them quite easy to read, but when I first started, I was really confused because everybody told me that investing was hard, but investing looked really easy because there was this thing called the PE ratio. And you just looked at the ones that were like four. And then you looked at all the cash flow and thought, well, that one's obviously going to be 10 at some point because all the others are 10. So I'll just pick that one. And realistically, that's not how investing works. And you'd be sitting there going like, why are people buying this one without even, a, it doesn't even have any E. Um, but there's just so much nuance to it and it really depends on how you want to invest. So fundamentals for me, I would always say read Tim Hale's Smarter Investing. That's the best thing for understanding the basics of the stock market, just to understand what it is you're looking at, why stuff happens and what it all means. Um, but learning to value a company is actually really difficult and I'll be honest that Steve's already mentioned Buff. I think Buff is probably a good one. But I really learned a lot from Sven back in the day. Sven really did show me um, how easy it is to value different types of company. Now, Sven's not great on growth. I think he would probably tell you growth is not something he is interested in. But he's very good at, uh, at valuing different types of companies. So he can pull a stat out of a mining company and would say to you, you know, these are the only bits you need to focus on. This is how much cash it will generate. And he can pull it out of, you know, he's done it with airports and all sorts of things. And, he, you know, he is a really interesting um he it was really interesting. I actually did his course he's on right. first. He's right. Yeah, he's right he's, often. Yeah, he's, he's right often. 
when I first joined the Discord, I used to always tell people to do Sven's investing course because I did that when it first came out, and it was um, it was pretty good. Uh, it covers the basics, and the best part about it for me, as somebody who couldn't be bothered to read it, um, was that he's done a video for every single um, part of it, and he will like happily, you know, say to you just do the video rather than rather than reading it, and it's just as good and. Um, yeah, I, I would say that's probably the best place to start. So I would say Tim Hill Smarter Investing, probably Sven's course, um, just to teach you about value investing and, and his modern modern take on it. But outside of that, there isn't a, there's a there's a lot more shit out there than there is good. Um, <laughs> anything yeah. you guys would recommend? Yeah. So I, I I'm le- I, I had no guidance whatsoever. Uh, uh in into investing and i consider fundamentals of investing much more basic than you that's why i'm kind of pointing out the fundamentals part of this question because you're talking about seeking cash flow evaluating stocks and i'd be more on the line of just pick an index fund and learn how to manage your budget and learn how to keep continually uh, continually invest in the market and of course i love a lot about behavioral finance as well and keeping your mind straight went into that it's only later after you kind of dominate the index fund market can you start looking at stocks and evaluating stocks and building a um conviction in a single company that's that's how i see it and if I'm honest, I will say uh, Graham Stephan uh, on YouTube would probably be the first introduction. I'm not saying I learned everything, but he he had the basic of a budget. Not now. Like, his, his stuff now is just horrible. Like, scaring people into crashes and stuff like that. I, I, I really don't like that. But his earlier stuff, when he was really helping people, um, when he was really talking about, you know, by budgeting and continually investing and talking about the stock market, how it always goes up. <laughs> Don't quote me on that one. That's what he says. Um, that That's what I think is, is really where people should be starting. After that, courses, no. Don't go anywhere near courses. Sven's course, it, I, I've done the basic version of Sven's course, and it's it's exceptional for teaching you value value investing. Whether you consider that as a fundamental or not is, is kind of up to you. Uh, but generally, courses, you can learn about this anywhere for free. Um, if anyone's any good, Aswath is right there. His channel, a little bit dry, a little bit dry. But if you want to, if you want a masterclass in investing and valuation, there's Asworth right there. Asworth makes his own mistakes as well, but um, one of it, one of his best lessons for me is his lecture on risk-free rate and how we change our risk-free rate based on the story of a stock and how people start to chase it. I think he called it "Don't be a lemming," and I thought. What an what an excellent way to describe it. It's just a bit dry, and it takes hours. He's got he's got so many hours of stuff to to go through. But yeah, if you're talking about investing and valuation, he's very good at growth. He can understand a, a, a basic growth company, and for and somehow I feel like he's got a great insight into 
where the cash is you know if you you, you can pick a date 10 years on and he'll, he'll he will try to get it he will try to get how exactly how much cash that company's delivering back to the shareholder at that time and if it doesn't suit him then he sells stocks he famously sold tesla extremely early uh, because he didn't see it and uh, he got a lot of ridicule for that but he's been a very successful investor elsewhere um so yeah as with the motor and is one of the places I go, but try not to think about courses. Try to have a look around and listen to three people on a podcast talk crap all every Sunday morning, and and just learn from everybody and and take different people's t- different people's views. Uh, it depends how you learn, though, right? I guess. Hmm. I think it depends on your temperament a little bit as well as to what people's views you want to take. So here's something that I'm, again, trying to get better at. I will improve myself in 2022, even if my financial performance is terrible. But um, when you listen to certain kinds of value-minded investor, Charlie Munger is a good example for this. You listen to certain kinds of growth-oriented investor, Kathy Wood is a good example of this. They are in my view, far, far too dismissive of stuff they don't understand uh, well enough, um, which is the other side of things. And that is true in both directions, as far as I can tell. Value people are often much, much, much too righteous about styles of investing that are not theirs. Um, and Kathy Wood, of course, thinks that pretty much everything that's in some way value-oriented is going to fail uh, because it's all short-term dividends now uh, investing, as she thinks of it. I don't think either of those things is particularly true, and it's definitely true of me if you look backwards across a lot of uh, podcasts. I got very into this everything other than my style of investing is basically speculating uh, style of thing. You get out of Seth Plarman's book uh, quite a bit. I bought quite into that quite hard and thought, right, that's it. I have discovered what investing is. Everybody else is just speculating on stuff. Uh, mine is the one true style of investing. Um, I think there's lots of different ways about that. And there's nothing wrong with having um, someone to listen to who naturally aligns with your temperament and your worldview and your way of thinking about things. And they sound right to you. Um, but I, like you, Paul, would uh, urge listening to a bunch of other people, um, not just so you can say, oh, here we go, speculation, lies, uh, so on, so forth, all the kind of stuff that we that other people will say on your behalf. If you're wanting to try and find ways of learning the kind of fundamentals, get some different perspectives on it and take them as seriously as you possibly can. Some will speak more naturally to you than others, but don't just dismiss them out of hand in the way that I definitely have been guilty of doing in the past. So, but I'm trying to do less of in the future. Hundred percent. Be open. Yeah, definitely. I've got a couple of people I'm subscribed to on YouTube that I definitely do not agree with, but I'm trying to listen because I think they do have good points, and there are nuances to their to their points that make a lot of sense. But even though I don't fully agree with them um i, I still want to listen you there know? are some that are genuine rubbish um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah there's, there's there's a lot of crap <laughs> there's, there's a lot of crap like clearly have no idea what they're talking about and sometimes i i can be guilty of that but then again no uh, that's not true i won't put my foot in something if i don't feel that i don't know what i'm talking about but there are literally people out there on youtube who will take you through a stock and they've got completely the wrong company going so you you need to yeah you need to watch out for these these sorts you're, of you're probably guilty of the opposite paul i would say you probably do too much work on companies um 
See, like, for instance, I think you guys are getting hung up on Tencent. This is the thing I spoke to you about yesterday, is that you don't need to know everything Tencent does. You just need to know that it's a high-margin software business, and everything it doesn't want to do itself, it buys. You know That's what I you know about know. Tencent? You know what? You know the only thing I know about Tencent is that Monish owns it. That's about that's about it right now. Um, what more no, do you need to I, know? <laughs> that's, that's it. Well, we made that mistake with Barber, didn't we? Um, and he's gone and I sold didn't. out of that. He's 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 lost everyone. No, um, uh, no, true. You're right. I I think you can get the the paralysis by analysis, but I I think that's past your fundamentals. Though I I am very much. Um, uh, an advocate of keep it simple, stupid at the moment, because uh, you can, yeah, I, I've missed a lot based on just waiting too long and going, oh, is it right? Is it not? But then on the other side, I don't want people to just tell me stocks and I go, yeah, yeah, I'll buy it. No problem. I'll, I'll just go, that YouTuber told me to buy it today, so I'm just going to go do it. And um, yeah, so there's, there's a fine line. I think there's a fine I, line. I'm going to tack on two more books because... Uh, there's, uh, there's two I've read that um, I think are probably good for starters, maybe not so good for starters, but I'm going to tack on the psychology of money because I think that oh. is a fantastic first <laughs> book to read. I've only just read it now, but I wish I read that book 10 years ago. It wasn't out. Uh, there was no opportunity to, <laughs> but I wish I did. And the other book, which I have in my prize collection, which I don't know if I've ever told you to, I have this one, but I have The Dark Side of Valuation. Um, by Aswath, and mm. that was oh, a fantastic book. It cost me fifty pound, um, and it isn't much right, cheaper so it's now. It's like a textbook. It's a bible. It's a valuation yeah. bible. Um, and if you don't like his lectures and you prefer to read, then the dark side of valuation is Ooh. your friend. I wonder if he's got that on audio book because that would be are you well he would have been recording it for 15 years it's like the old encyclopedias you used to buy before the internet i meant to ask you how you got on with the psychology of money man uh, so you eventually got through it all it's, yeah it's I got, well i read it in two it's days incredible. uh two two and a half days yeah. it was a fantastic book i've given it straight to my dad and he's uh he's not finished it because my mum's reading it alongside as well. They've got two bookmarks in it just to make things wow, fairly confusing. Um, they're sharing it and they're both really enjoying it. So I would highly recommend that book. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's incredible. And, and as far as fundamentals go, it's it's not teaching you anything about stocks or valuations, is it? It's it's All teaching mindset, you how to how to how to change your mindset to uh, deal with money in a different way, and, and it's through through stories or, uh, of how other people have dealt with their money in the past and it's yeah it's incredible it's it, absolutely incredible it doesn't get hung up on the middle that's the best thing about it it's how to start mm. and how to finish and that's the best yeah. thing about it you figure yeah. out the rest of it this is where you need to be <laughs> uh yeah i i and 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 i won't mention uh richard wise are happier in this one because i don't think it's a good book for teaching the fundamentals it's very biased towards um value investing on that one um which is probably one of the only two two books i've ever read <laughs> but um, value investing is yeah. a great way to start investing though, isn't it because it gives you a rigid structure uh, a decent set of rules and it teaches you mm. you know it gives you a, a way to start investing um, but then it's mm. up to you whether you choose to branch out from that from that perspective or not uh, arguably take a little bit more risk because <laughs> that's what it feels like when you step out into that into that world of 
of speculative growth as as i call it um it's quite scary quite scary and it all goes wrong in my experience as well <laughs> the thing is, is that value investing can be just as risky can't it um buying the wrong yeah. value company mm-hmm. can be um just as detrimental yeah. to returns mm-hmm. as, as buying a growth company so it's all yeah, about doing 100%. whatever it is doing doing it well so yeah uh rounding up then what what do we got we got a bit of asworth a bit of Sven. Oh, yeah, we've gone really value investory there as, as far as fundamentals. But on, on the growth side, I imagine you'll talk about uh, Ferraldi's anti-fragile um, system. Fundamentally, it's a different look at the way a company is built or the, the way a stock price can move, which was quite a good one. Yeah, you have anything um, on that? Yeah, I was just going to say rule breaker investing. Um, the, there's um, a decent a decent book by David Gardner and I think Tom Tom Gardner yep. writes part of it as well. I think in Motlefull, is it Motlefull Guide to Money that they both wrote? That was the yeah, original it's something Motlefull like how book. to make more money than your parents or some such. I think. Yeah, I think that's a subtitle. I think it's called mm. cool Motlefull Guide to Money: How to Make More Money Than Your Parents. But that's another interesting book for looking at investing in a different way. They break down the everlasting framework, mm-hmm. which is um, Tom, Tom Gardner's framework, yeah. and the. Um, the rule breaker, which is David's, which is just another way of looking at stocks, which people will find, uh, especially as a beginner, a very interesting way to look at growth stocks because it gives you, mm. in the same way, a, a rigid structure to to look for, which is all investors are trying to do is um, trying to sell you well, or teach you the structure um, of how they look at things. Mm. Yeah. But if they own a fund, then uh, they're probably just trying to sell you their fund. So as far as avoiding platforms to learn investing, I would stay away from Cathy. And arguably, yeah, I, would. I would stay away from Buffett straight away um, because, you know, they're, they're trying to sell you on an ideal and the best people to look at are the ones that are trying to actually sort of change your, change the way you think about money and the way you think about uh, not a stock as a stock price, but a, a stock as a business and we always talk about don't follow the price follow the business and you're looking for those people who are who are looking at that um so yeah um ultimately i'd say psych- psychology of money wins uh, yeah i'd agree with that depending depending on where your depending on where your journey is at the moment or where you where you are as a level for investing if you're if you're just starting out and you're trying to dabble in individual stocks Maybe so. Looking at psychology of money, especially that audio book, it's 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 creamy in the ears. Trust me, <laughs> creamy in other places as well. Um, but it, it's 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 great to to just teach you all about money. So psychology of money as a good starting point. Thinking about valuation, where I think we'd all agree that Sven Carlin is mm-hmm. a, a great teacher of that. And then if you want to go go a bit further, you've got Motley Fool and not the UK Motley Fool, the uh, US Motley Fool that get on, get on their podcast, listen to them, listen to how they think about businesses. And they're, they're kind of the three main platforms I think we're looking for. So we'll wrap it up there because it's supposed to be a short episode and it's already gone ridiculously long. Um, thank you very much for listening, guys, and we'll see you Sunday, I guess. I'm amazed how many people own stocks. I'm amazed how many people own stocks. This the sucker's going up. <laughs>